This is the Rich Eisen Show. Was Mac Jones healthy enough to play the entire game last night? That, that didn't happen, so that's another hypothetical question. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. New England fans, heel turned on this kid. The Rich Eisen Show. When Zappy comes in and leads... Two touchdown drives. Earlier on the show, Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow. Still to come, Pro Football Hall of Famer Kurt Warner. Legendary film producer Jerry Bruckheimer. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air during hour number one when we were talking to none other than one Joe Burrow on this show and if you missed it there's our youtube page there's also the roku channel rich eisen show collection where you can not only watch us once again on demand there's also channel 210 where the show re-airs over and over again once we're done live on channel 210 between noon and three every single day but there's also a video on demand you know we break things up in clips you can just go there and just check us all there's really there's our twitter handle at rich eisen show as well um, we're unavoidable. There's the, the podcast version of this show, all three hours you can listen to whenever you want as well. We'd appreciate it. Subscribe right there. And then uh, a follow, if you will, on our at uh, Rich Eisen Show Twitter handle. There's also Facebook. There's also our Instagram at Rich Eisen Show. There's also our uh, ability to give it to you on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all that. Kurt Warner's going to join us. But while Joe Burrow was on the air, Matt Ryan met with the media in Indianapolis. Um, and uh, the soundbite uh, or soundbites, we'll play that for you after we chat with Kurt Warner this hour. And uh, I will ask Kurt what, do you, what Matt Ryan must really be thinking going on in his head. Uh, the terrific, world-famous, Hall of Fame, if you will, television and film producer Jerry Bruckheimer and co-owner of the Seattle Kraken making his way to the studio right now. I mean, his... His uh, filmography, Armageddon, Remember the Titans, The Pirates of the Caribbean, Beverly Hills Cop, um, Crimson Tide. How about that one? We're going to ask him about that. I mean, we, we can't ask him about everything. Uh, the Rock, Con yeah. Air, um, obviously the Top Gun movies, Pearl Harbor. I mean, good Lord. Bad, over bad and boys. over. Bad National boys. Treasure. Did I mention yeah. National yeah. Treasure? Yeah. Bad Boys. I mean, and then also... Um, I get to thank him personally because he's the man who helped put CSI Miami on the air. And I'm still getting dollars and cents from that thing, as we all know. Mostly cents. Mostly cents. Yeah. Mostly cents. <laughs> Hashtag suck at Caruso is uh, one of my favorites. Uh, he's got a new show called CBS, uh, on CBS called Fire Country. And uh, he's making a, a remake of Beverly Hills Cop, baby. Amazing. <laughs> Aquel? Should we put a banana in his car's tailpipe? <laughs> uh, a little aggressive. Is, is it? Okay. Or a guest. Not, not gonna well, he's not going to fall for that, right? He won't no, fall for that. No, what am I thinking? Uh, and he's also making a new TV show for Disney Plus out of National Treasure. I mean, is Nick Cage in that? I don't know. I, I don't. These are questions we can ask. Wow. I, I, I bet you there's the Google for that because it's coming out in December. That thing must be in the oh, can. Oh, so they've already. Must be in the can. So. Um, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. World Series starts on Friday night. Uh, this just in. It's the Astros and the Phillies. <laughs> and um, Jeff Passan, who we adore. Um, he's one of my favorite guys uh, to talk baseball with. First team all hair. Uh, yeah, right. Um, from ESPN, he, he let it be known. He's been following Aaron Judge around. 
Uh, he says he, he from the home run chase to the postseason exit, I followed Aaron Judge for a long profile at ESPN Plus. He linked it, and then he put this. He, he screen grabbed this grouping of paragraphs talking about, I'll just read it to you. He authored one of the most remarkable regular seasons in the history of a century and a half old game against the backdrop of rejecting the Yankees' seven-year, $213.5 million contract extension offered during spring training. You know, just think about it. Just do that math in a sport where the Yankees print money. Printing money. And I know they're already on the hook for... John Carlos Stanton's monster contract and, it's, That's and, and Garrett Cole's monster 30. contract. 30.5 a year. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Pay it. Now now that's gonna have to be forty point five. Uh, otherwise don't even don't even come I at him. Say the price has gone up. Right. And seven years <laughs> in seven years better go to the number ten. And I don't want to hear about Albert Pujols and what happened to him at the end of his contract. So what? I mean, Judge is older than you think. I know he's thirty. Yeah. But back to reading again. Um even then, talk about the contract during spring training that he rejected. Even then, Judge revealed a glimpse of the self-assuredness that will have to carry him through this winter. He's a free agent. Ready? On that April day, when he rejected the offer, Yankees general manager Brian Cashman went public with details of the offer, peeving Judge. Very fancy word for saying Judge was pissed. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rizzo, Anthony Rizzo with whom he has grown close in a short time, inquired about it soon thereafter. Judge's response still sticks with him today. Quote, you don't think I'm worth more? End quote. He's out. And then he went and hit 62 home runs. Now, I'm going to hang my hat on this. I'll hang my hat on this, that there's no greater stage, there's no greater um, organization to hold up for money, <laughs> okay? And uh, honestly, there there isn't one. And and let him go. Let him go on a free agent tour to Boston. Let him go to San Francisco, where everybody assumes he's dying yeah. to play because that's his childhood. Um, that's his childhood team, so on and so forth. Kids from California. I didn't talk about it on the show because there was so much other things going on. I didn't. Rem- Sometimes uh, I, I forget. I need to write things down and remember to talk about it. I believe when he hit a home run in in the playoffs, he went back to the dugout, lifted his jersey, and kissed the Yankee symbol. If I'm not mistaken, I saw that. You're know, like, bye bye. This is my last home run for <laughs> you guys. Okay, Rock thanks rip. for everything. It was, the, it was the kiss of death. And you're trying to you're, you're trying you're trying yeah. to stir it up, and I I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm sure Red Sox fans are loving. What the Yankees just did, laid a complete egg in the ALCS as if their season wasn't a complete and total disaster. And you're not sitting back as a Red Sox fan wondering about your future and whether the team is built properly and whether your generationally brilliant player and Rafael Devers might kiss you goodbye. And if whether Xander Bogarts and and, and, and you have a particular uh, unique perch uh, here in Los Angeles, California, where somebody who left them, I guess and didn't yeah. want to take their money, yeah. resides and is generationally brilliant for fans here. That not, said, not great. That said, um, this is the backdrop for me for the World Series is I want it to be over because the Yanks aren't in it, and I just want to get to it now. Let's get to it now. Let's start now. 
And you remember when they were going to arbitration? You remember that? Because of the way that the offseason uh, didn't happen because of the lockout? that arbitration cases were happening during the season. You remember that? And right, I came the on the air, yeah, and the Yankees and, 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 and Judge were slated to go to arbitration. I'm like, can we, um, can we just uh, come to terms without having to go before an, arbitra- an arbiter and, and explain why he doesn't deserve as much as he wants? Yes, and they did. They did avoid arbitration, thank goodness. He ended up getting a one-year $19 million this year. Right. You, you got to double it, and you oh, got to give him, and you got to give him the ten years. And I don't want to hear anything else out of it because, Ooh. other than that, this team is filled with people who cannot put the ball in play, who are completely susceptible to the strikeout, including Judge. Well, Judge had a Judge was dynamite this year in a way that we did not see. He was he he got out of his game in the playoffs. He did, yeah. Okay. He, he, he did morph into the rest of the team, whereas he was the outstanding outlier of a team that was striking out everywhere, and he had to save their bacon in August. Otherwise, they would have lost the division, too. It's kind of crazy how awesome you know? and obviously you know, dynamite his season was. He hit 311, but he did strike out 175 times. Well, got to sign him. And also led the league in walks. End like, of what a, story. End of story. You've got all these young fans who are all rise, wearing 99s. Okay. End of story. George M. Steinbrenner III, please come out uh, on Halloween night. Okay. Start clanking around. The ghost of Steinbrenner passed. Go visit your son, Hal, and hit him over the head with the chains and tell him, cut the crap. How dig into the pocket that paid for a billion dollars of a portion of AC Milan and give it to judge. So let's get Jeff Passon on the show tomorrow, best we can, or Friday Oof. to help uh, preview. That's my that's my World Series preview. Let's do. <laughs> <laughs> do you have Fantastic. a pick? Wow. We save our picks I don't know. For Friday. I, I, give me a couple days. Give me a couple days. I, I, it's 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 tough to not choose the Astros, but I need to I, I need to analyze things a little bit more. You know, analyze things a bit more. Okay, I am rooting for Bryce Harper, and I know yeah, you're. I, I know story. you're already. You're rooting for the uh, retention of the Yankee general manager and manager, yeah, and, and the reports yeah, are yeah, that they're going to yeah, just sign him. They're going to keep him. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. run it back. Yeah. Let's no, run it back. Say we did. <laughs> let's run it back. I mean, okay. but who do we get? Not a great year for either of our teams. Kurt Warner is going to join us here on the Rich Eisen Show uh, talking about what's going on in Tampa and what's going on in Green Bay and why the Colts did what they did and what Matt Ryan must be thinking. Nobody grinds more tape than my pro football Hall of Fame friend, and he's going to join us shortly. He just came back from New England, as a matter of fact, where he called the Bears' big win over the Patriots on uh, Westwood One Radio. And uh, so uh, that's coming up. It's a Wednesday. You know what it is? Time for... My power okay. rankings. <laughs> My uh, power rankings. Oh, baby. Go for it. Let's, I know you guys love it. I can't, couldn't wait. Oh, Here we go. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. This is my power rankings. Again, the combination of He-Man and Private Pile from Full Metal Jacket is maybe my <laughs> crowning achievement. And I hope Jerry Bruckheimer's 
uh, here already. already. Yeah. Um, just to see how, our production value. <laughs> I mean, we're, he might turn around and leave. No, he, <laughs> he might say. He might say. The list. Does Res Consulting have room for another client? Ooh. Oh, we can okay, only that's pray right. for Come that. on, come on, TJ. Let's talk our game up we here. We have to start charging if Jerry's coming on yeah, board. I mean, <laughs> eventually, we have to like turn a profit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the power rankings, top five. Uh, normally, I count ten up to one. This week, however, is a unique week. What with the Bills and the Eagles both being on a bye, and the Chiefs and the Cowboys and the Giants having all won. Those were my top five in last week's power rankings. So there's no change atop my power rankings. Zero change. I know you thought the Chiefs might leapfrog the Eagles because the Eagles were off and the Chiefs just won, and the Cowboys, you know, had a little bit of struggle with Dak before they beat the uh, uh, the Lions and the Giants needed to defend the last inch of turf in Jacksonville and you think there might be a change but there was another team that was on a bye week too so I'm keeping everything one through five no change none it stays like before this is what I said to TJ yesterday do you think if the Eagles and Chiefs played right now yes. who would win I'll take the Eagles because they're they're above me in my power rankings the Eagles are not beating the Chiefs okay like, just be honest sounds with good sounds be good. honest with okay yourself. they they they've, they've only that's all we hear about is how the Eagles have the secondary in Bradbury and my my guy slay okay you think okay let's let's lock those guys up Let's get the rest of the defense trying to rush the passer while figuring out how to stop Kelsey. And then you run it right down the gut and make sure Mahomes gets antsy standing on the sideline. They have the ability. They have their own quarterback. Okay? And if they played him right now with Frank Clark out for two games, I'll take the Eagles. And maybe you would too. All right? If it's in Philadelphia as well. Whole question. That's the way I'm talking about it. And I can't put the Giants over the Cowboys because the Cowboys are already beaten. And I'm not putting the Cowboys or the Giants underneath anything what they've already done because they just won this week. And they are, in my mind, still the best five teams in the NFL. Great segment, man. Well, here's the bottom part of it. (laughs) No, here's the bottom part of it. At least I'm admitting what's going on right here. I appreciate your time. All right, number number 10. I, I got a new team on the list. I'm putting them on there. I'm putting them on there. I'm putting the Seattle Seahawks on this list. I'm not mad at that either. You okay. just made the list. Yes, you did. The 10th best team in the league? Why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? You you probably wanted to put, if you had to do your top 10 and your top 5, you probably would have put the Chargers sitting there at number 10 last week because they won. They won a football game. They actually just won a football game. They beat up the Denver Broncos. Even though they kind of needed to buy the skin of their teeth, but they're 4-2. and two. They got to put them on there because they just won a game and they're 4-2. and two. No, 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 no. The Seahawks have a team that will sneak up on you and beat you, and you better start watching for them. But you still think the Niners are winning the division. Right now? Yes, I do. And the Niners have already beaten them, but they're 3-4, and four, so and I'm the putting Ni- the 4-3 and three team so on So the Niners in your top 10? They are not in my top 10 now. They have dropped out of the top 10. But and they're I still ne- going to win the division. Uh, yeah, I do think so. Uh-huh. These are all these are all possible things that you're 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 viewing these things as such black and white. And by the way, stop heckling me. I'm getting through my list. <laughs> oh yeah, don't that make my you gosh. mad? Holy cow, that's awful. How would you like me? How would you like interrupt your list? Sarah like it if I went to her gig and started barking at her halfway through? Well, that's not part of being you know, going to a show. This well, is part fans, of this, our fans show. Fans would think differently. Number right. nine on the list. I'm heckling. 
Number nine on the list, moving up a spot. I'm taking the five and two New York Jets. The five and two New York Jets up a spot. I cannot wait to see this game this weekend. James Robinson at practice today. Damn, he's at practice today? They, they showed a video of him. That's why they went ahead and they were aggressive and they're like, we're not going to wait for the trade deadline just to wait out the Jaguars and see if we can squeeze out this guy for a, a, a better deal for us. Fork up the six, say it could be a five, go get the guy who's got a thousand yards rushing and tell the team we're being aggressive just like you are on the field. Thanks for that five and two start, says the front office. Here's some help. Love it. Number nine on my list. Number eight on my list are the Tennessee Titans. They are leading the AFC South. Derrick Henry is coming downhill for you. The diminisher is running in a way that we did not see in the first two weeks of the season. Gosh, I love Mike Vrabel, your defending uh, coach of the year. And I just love the way that he's got this team believing um, the offense concerns me outside of Derrick Henry, but the defense is balling out, and Tennessee is going to Houston this week. By the way, that's where Vrabel used to coach. Everybody thinks Vrabel's on the Belichick coaching tree. He's, he's on the Belichick playing tree. Right. Um, but he's and, – and I guess he's on the Belichick coaching tree through Bill O'Brien, I guess. I don't, I don't know, but through us. Bottom, bottom line, he's going back to where he once belonged in Houston this week. That game against Kansas. And, and buckle up. Yeah, that, that game, by the way, on the horizon <laughs> at Kansas City week nine on Sunday night. Tennessee at Kansas City is going to be a fun one for your mind's eye. Keep that in your head. Uh, number uh, seven on my list is a guy we just uh, hung up with, Joe Burrow's Cincinnati Bengals. Joe I think Burrow. they're winning this division. I think they are winning this division. They have won four of five. The arrow is pointing up, and man, the arrow is pointing at Cleveland on Monday night. Look out below. And number six uh, on the list is a team that didn't play last week, so they stay too. Like before, the Minnesota Vikings are currently six on my power rankings. I can't wait to see. Apparently, Kirk Cousins is sitting down with Michael Irvin on game day morning because Michael picked picked him preseason as his MVP right now. You can't say that Cousins is out of that race. Right. You can't say that. You know. Uh, you can't say he's out of the race. You can't say he's really in it either. But, yeah, there you um, go. <laughs> but they're home against Arizona. We'll see how that goes. That and is that, going to be a weird game. So my top six of my power ranking stays like a before. Like the rent in Godfather Part Man, 2. Chiefs should have. Okay. Kirk Cousins, 40-1 to 1 MVP right now. Anybody biting? Just mm, serve. Do you want to? I don't. I don't condone that sort of thing. Yeah, Joe Burrow, 16 to 1. I'd rather jump and on And by that. the way, for anybody that's wondering if I do uh, dabble in that sort of thing, I'm just giving out my phone number for golf lessons. You like that? <laughs> All right, let's take a break here. <laughs> Kurt Warner is going to join us next right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number for you to dial when we come back. Matt Ryan and more with Kurt Warner. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. 
Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs and the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Um, He called the Patriots and Bears for Westwood One Radio. He and Kevin Harlan do a great job of Monday Night Football. Every week on Westwood One, I do the pregame and halftime of those broadcasts. My compadre from the NFL Network, NFL Media Group, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner, back here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. How are you doing, Kurt? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Fresh back from New England, you are. What did you make of that one? Was that was that the wildest Belichick-coached game you've ever seen and you've been in Super Bowls against him? What was that, do you think? That was, uh, it was crazy. Uh, but, but you got the feel when you were in the stadium. Uh, and again, not following it all week long. You got the feel that <clears throat> that was what everybody was talking about all week long was, should we go back to Mac? Bailey's been playing really, really well. And I think most of the fans there seem to be leaning towards let's let's stay with Bailey. Things are going well, and then obviously Matt comes in after his time off, and uh, it wasn't stellar. Uh, but it was interesting because it wasn't stellar. Obviously Bailey comes in and does what he does in those two drives, and then it wasn't stellar after that. Not a whole lot was happening after that. It got a couple big plays on those two drives that led to touchdowns, uh, but it didn't look very impressive offensively after that either. And so um, you know. It, you and I both know that sometimes the backup quarterback can be the most popular person yes. in town. And um, it sure seemed that way. And not that Bailey hadn't been playing well, but it sure seemed that way when Mac went back in there that they were just kind of waiting for a mistake more than they, they believed he was the right guy for the job. So I'm interested to see, you know, how the rest of that game um, dictates what they decide to do moving forward. Um, you know, Mac made a bad decision without a doubt, and uh, a bad interception. But, you know, stuff happens. And um, I still think he's probably the best guy for the job at this point in time. And interesting enough, the Twitterverse is trying to sleuth, thinking that that interception, I don't know if you saw that this morning, Kurt, if you were have been on your I phone, did. that it did it hit, did it hit the, uh, the, the, the wire uh, of the – of the you know camera that hovers over the over the field you know like that uh, that would be unfortunate for him but what do you think New England could should do moving forward on that front? Um, what do you think? I mean again I, I'm a big Mac Mac Jones fan and I liked what he did last year um, and, and I thought you know he grew and and got better and got him to the playoffs and 
and I want to see what he can be. You know, you, you drafted him, and I thought he did really, really well as a rookie and by a lot of standards, maybe the best rookie quarterback a year ago. So I want to see him grow. And, you know, we can, we can look at the first few games of the year and say, well, we didn't see that growth. Well, I, I think there was a lot of stuff happening and is a lot of stuff happening in New England with what they're doing offensively and the moves that they made with Matt Patricia and, um, you know, taking over and a defensive guy. And I think they're still working through things. I mean, their, their offense to me um, is very simplistic, um, which at times can be good and at times can be, can be tough, and especially for, you know, young, talented quarterbacks and a quarterback like Mac that plays more with his mind than he's going to – you know, with his arm, you know, he's not going to beat you over and over again by making these unbelievable throws. Uh, so you need to give him more opportunities to, to make plays by deciphering what's going on. And so uh, I think there's still some issues going on offensively here. And I want to see what Mac Jones can be before I'm going to jump to Bailey Zappi, even though we've seen a lot of really good things from Bailey. Kurt Warner, Pro Football Hall of Famer here on the Rich Eisen Show. And so next up for... The Patriots, Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi are, are the Jets who have won four in a row. And their last three, they've won without Zach Wilson throwing a single touchdown pass. And Daniel Jones in New York for the 6-1 and one Giants taking on the NFC West leading Seahawks in week number eight. He's the reigning offensive player of the week in the NFC. So let's take it one by one here. Uh, and what you're seeing out of Daniel Jones for the starters here and the uh, the the emergence, one would say, or is this a smoke and mirrors situation? What do you got for me, Kurt Warner, what you're seeing here? What do you think? Well, I, I think both of these teams are playing very similar type football. They're winning the same way. They're winning with defense. They're winning with run game. And then you know, getting enough from their, their quarterback. Now, of course, the Giants situation, they're getting a lot more from their quarterback than the Jets are. And I love what Brian Dayball has done to utilize the skill set of Daniel, Daniel Jones. But he finally looks comfortable playing the game. And, you know, it's not necessarily conventional. He's not dropping back into the middle of the pocket and uh, having to make 30 throws from in there. No, they're moving him around. They're, they're running some pure progression stuff to kind of get his eyes in the right spot. They're running a lot of play action and opportunities to get him out in space. So Ryan Dayball's playing, uh, you know, scheming up some really, really good things for their quarterback, and they're getting a lot of really good play from their quarterback, and it's timely play, and I think that's the bottom line is I don't know if Daniel Jones can be that guy that you can ask to, to throw it for you and win games consistently. But he's shown that he can be that guy that in timely moments, if you don't ask him to do too much, that he can make plays for you. And he's been doing that uh, for this football team. You know, that haven't thrown the ball a lot in fourth quarter, and so a lot of this is about fourth quarter comebacks, but they're not turning the ball over in the fourth quarter. And their defense is getting is opportunistic and making plays and setting up their offense. And then they're running the football, and they're running it with Daniel Jones, which has been a big part of their success. So I, I like what... Uh, the Giants are doing. You know, I think like most teams, if it comes down to a game where, okay, your quarterback has to sit back there and win the game for you throwing the football, I'm not sure that's where Daniel Jones is in his career. I'm not sure he's ever going to be that guy. But the way they're asking him to play, he's playing some really solid football. What do you think of Zach Wilson? Because I had Robert Sala on last Friday, 
And um, he was talking about we're not nearly anywhere near the type of football that we can play. And I asked him if the passing game, you could throw that in to that bucket. And uh, he, he said that he actually sees some good things out of it. Um, and I don't know if that was being Pollyanna or not, but um, <laughs> it's been three. Str- I, 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 it does appear to be a struggle on that front. What are you seeing out of Zach Wilson, Kurt? Yeah, it seems to be a big-time struggle. Uh, you, you still see moments of, of Zach being special and making special throws here and there, but there's no consistency. Uh, I struggle sometimes with their concepts and what they're asking them to do. Um, but I, I don't think Zach Wilson is, is seeing the field yet. I don't think he, he's getting through his progressions. I think it comes down more to I'm going to drop back and I'm going to find the guy that I you know want to throw it to, and if he's not there, then we're just going to kind of make it up from there. And um, – you know, and so again, they're winning in other ways, uh, getting just enough from their quarterback, uh, but but a long way to go in that regard and developing their pass offense, and, and then really in Zach Wilson taking that next step to be able to work through some things and not just be an ultra talented quarterback back there in the pocket. What do you mean asking him to do? Don't get the concepts of what they're asking him to do. What do you mean by that, Kurt? What are you talking about? Well, I I, I simply mean, you know, that as a quarterback, you always want to have an idea of, okay, I know who my primary guy is, but then I know based on what the defense does where I'm working through that. Or, you know, as I mentioned with Daniel Jones, they're doing a lot of what we call pure progression type offense stuff. So it's not about Daniel Jones necessarily seeing the coverage and knowing who he needs to read. It's about, hey, every time we call this play, this receiver is going to be number one, and then this receiver is going to be number two, and this receiver is going to be number three. So all you have to do is work through your progression because it never changes regardless of um, you know the coverage that you see. And so that's what I want to see. I want to see Zach Ian having some comfort with either A, what he's seeing to be able to kind of change his reads or, or get to the right guy, or B, if they're going to run more of this pure progression, get through his progression and, and work from number one on to two and three on a consistent basis and be able to, to get the ball and move through uh, you know that progression part of things from inside the pop- pocket in a timely fashion. And right now I'm, I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing more. I'm looking at my first guy. If that guy's open, he can make plays, and we've seen that in a number of games. But when that guy's not open, you know, there's a lot more hesitation in the pocket, and, and it looks like he's unsure of himself once he gets to that point. Kurt Warner here on the Rich Eisen Show. i got three more quarterbacks to hit you on before I let you go on your Wednesday. Matt Ryan, what do you think he's thinking about right now? What do you think? Uh, I mean, I think he's overly, you know, disappointed. Um, and, you know, and I'm sure it's probably twofold. Uh, I, I think there are probably times that Matt looks back at the film and goes, you know, I, I wish I would have played better. Uh, but I think the biggest thing, and, and I've been here in my career, you know that, Rich, numerous times, is that you know sometimes you get benched because you're not playing well, and they need more, they need better at that position because everybody else is playing at a winning standard. And then there's other times where nobody's playing very well, and the first person that they point at is the quarterback position, and that kind of becomes the first move that is made. And I think that was more of the situation that we've got right here is, um, you know, Matt wasn't necessarily playing great football, but when you looked at what he thought he was getting when he signed up for this, is that to me, Matt Ryan's never been a guy that throw the ball 40 times, carry a team with your right arm. That's not who Matt Ryan is. And so going to Indy, I thought it was a perfect fit, run the football, good offensive line, be a complimentary piece off of play action. I thought he was going to be an upgrade from what they've had Mm -hmm. over the last few years. 
And then you get there, and the run game's struggling. The offensive line has been awful. And, you know, he's a sitting duck back there. And they don't have necessarily the speed to get down the field, which allows defenses, like we talked on our show last week, about being able to play downhill, attacking the line of scrimmage and shrinking the windows that you have. And so put all that together, and it's a recipe for what we've seen, uh, you know, from this offense and, and frankly, from Matt Ryan. And even though he's done some good things, um, it's just it's hard football to play with a guy like Matt Ryan when you look at his skill set. So I, I unfortunately think it's, it's unfair, and life is often unfair uh, in this business. But I think it's unfair uh, to Matt because, A, I don't think he was playing so bad that it was benchable. And, B, he signed up to be a part of something, and I know it doesn't always work out like that. But he didn't, they didn't, the Colts haven't lived up to their part of the bargain in what he was signing up for as well. So a lot of issues there, I feel, for Matt. Um, because I don't know if this is simply just, oh, you know, plug in a new guy and he's going to make this situation better. Athletic quarterback, can they hide some things for the short term? Yes, they could possibly hide some things. But the issues here start up front, and that's where, you know, that's what's happened here is Matt Ryan's got beat up and been forced uh, to have to rush a lot of things. And when you rush things as a quarterback, it doesn't look nearly as good. So, um so I think it's an unfortunate situation, and I think everybody would tell you that, is that, you know, the Colts would probably tell you we didn't live up to our part of the bargain, but, you know, we also, you know, needed to do that for Matt to be the guy that we think he can be, and now we've got to make a move because we have to play a little bit differently than we did before. Well, I just asked you what Matt Ryan think is thinking, you know, and wondering about that. We don't have to wonder that about Aaron Rodgers, Kurt Warner, because he's telling Pat McAfee exactly what's on his mind. And he said that 20% of the snaps, there's a, a mistake being made on the field that they can't overcome. That's one out of every five snaps. What are you seeing out of the Packers offense? Well, um, yeah, so I'm actually going to be doing a, a little piece on NFL Plus, the QB insider that I do. So if anybody subscribed, go Excellent. check that out on Thursday. Um, but, uh, yeah, on Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, I think there's a, there's a variety of issues there. And, you know, the hardest thing when you watch film is you're not sure exactly how things play out. But you definitely see uh, Aaron Rodgers hesitating or Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball a certain place and the receiver's not, you know, going the same place that the ball's going. You know, you, one example, they ran, you know, a slant route, and it was Alan Lazard. So it was his guy running a, a slant route. And as he goes to run the slant route, Alan Lazard slows down a little bit in the window between two defenders. And Aaron throws it out in front of him, and it turns into a you know dive forward and, and, and an incompletion. You know, there's another one where Robert Tunyon, the guy that he's played with, obviously, and they've had success, is running an out route, and Aaron sees that there's a defender sitting outside of him, um, and Tunyon comes out of it, and he's running the out route, and Aaron's trying to put it on his back shoulder, and Tunyon comes out, and he's coming out a little too fast, and it's an incompletion when Aaron's trying to protect him from that throw, but the receiver didn't see what he's seeing. So when we talk about, you know, the details and, and you talk about uh, how we're a little bit off on every play, you see a lot of those things. Aaron's seeing one thing and the receivers doing something else. Now, there have been plenty of times in my career where we've never talked about a receiver slowing down or we've never talked about a receiver adjusting a certain way. And there'll be times in games where I'll throw it to the adjustment kind of like and I hope he sees what I see because I'm going to throw it here because I know this is where the hole's at. And then I throw it, and he doesn't go there, and I can't be mad at him because I know 
He's doing exactly what we told him to do. I was just hoping that he saw the game like I saw the game, or he saw the opening like I saw the opening. And that can be a frustrating thing when you're a quarterback and you can see it and other guys don't see it. Um, but at the end of the day, you always have to come back to, well, okay, let's draw it up on paper and let's tell these guys what to do. And then everything else needs to fall on me mm. to read the defense and get the ball where it needs to be. Although it does lead to frustration because, you know, not every play is perfect. In some plays, you have to hit tight windows and you have to put it on the back shoulder. And you just want those guys to be able to do that, you know, to the level that, that Aaron can do that. Um, and right now, they're not. You know, they're young and they're not seeing it the same way and it's causing a lot of problems. And, and I think it's leading to hesitation for Aaron Rodgers and he's not playing his best football. So a lot of, lot of issues to go around. But uh, again, in that NFL Plus piece, you'll get a chance to kind of see what I'm talking about and, and, and you know, how it's very noticeable when you, when you watch them play. Well, I look forward to seeing that. And then the last one for you, Thursday night, uh, Week 8 kickoff. Brady's not been 3-4 and four to start a Week 8 since 2002. That's how long it's been. Here comes Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. The, I, I can't believe, Kurt, that Brady lost to a team uh, with an interim head coach that just traded away their best player and is starting P.J. Walker against him, but he did by 18. I might add, what are you seeing yeah. from that offense before I let you go, sir? Man, did you get this plug from NFL Plus? Because I'm I'm doing something on Brady. There as well. you go. Well, I mean, the uh, <laughs> yeah, why not? Good. Uh, you were, Great. You, yeah, you're just locked in and tied in. Um, but I tell you what I'm seeing is that, and I think we've all talked about everything that seems to be going on with Brady off the field. That you know he's not himself. Um, and he just isn't acting himself, and, and there's a lot of issues going on. He's an old guy, and he's got a lot of stuff going on, right, right Rich? Um, yes. And so what you're seeing on the field is that it is so un-Brady-like. You know, the piece that I'm looking at, you know, in NFL Plus is really focusing on things that Brady's not seeing that he's always seen. You know, there's a safety sitting in the middle of the field from, from the snap, from the, the, the go, and he drops back and he tries to throw something right down the middle of the field. And, you know, he, he hits the safety in, in the hands. And you're just going, I, I don't understand it. I can't make sense of it because, you know, players don't just forget how to play. But it really seems like, you know, his ability to focus and do the things that really have separated Tom Brady over the years are getting clouded. And he's not seeing or, you know, he's making mistakes that, that you just you scratch your head and go, I just – don't know how he didn't see that. I just don't know how he missed the guy that he almost hit in between the numbers that was standing in the same place from the time the ball was snapped mm-hmm. until the time he hit him in the numbers. Like it's just it, it, it's uncharacteristic of Tom Brady. And the only thing that I can make sense of is that for the first time he hasn't been able to compartmentalize football and he hasn't been able to separate all the other stuff going on from him being able to show up for three hours on Sunday and play his game. And that's what he's always been great at, is being able to push out all the noise and just focus on playing the game. And right now, it just looks like it's a mess and it's clouded and he's not seeing things and he's just trying to drop back and, and, and make a throw. Uh, but there's a lot of bad decisions and a lot of bad throws that I'm seeing right now. Wow, Kurt, you gave us a lot of food for thought there. So just to wrap it all up, the sports talk radio question from Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi to the two New York quarterbacks that are one playing well and Daniel Jones and another one who's trying to get on the 
on the you know on track with Zach uh, Wilson and Matt Ryan and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Which one do you think is the most fixable? The the one most improvable for the next ten plus weeks in the season? Which one? If you had to choose one of them, um, you know. Last week, I think I would have said Tom Brady, mm-hmm. um, you know, just because of the pieces. I think I actually did say it on our show. The more I watch them and the more I see the issues he's having, I don't know if it's going to be Tampa. Um, I, I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, of those guys that, that we talked about. I mean, again, Dan, Daniel's playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, so not really counting him. But I just think, you know, when you watch the little things that they're off on, I do believe that that's something that they can they can work through. And Aaron's smart enough and good enough that uh, I think they can they can clean up some of those. And I don't think it's going to be great by any means, but I do believe it can get better. Um, you know, just based on I think at times how close I think they are. And again, the young guys just have to see some things. Sometimes you know we you know we can run a play fifty times in practice and in training camp. And then all of a sudden you run it once in a game and you get a completely different look than you had, you know, at any other time when you've run it. And, and you've got to go, oh, shoot, oh, we've never seen that before. I think he's going to do this. He does. Okay. But it gives us the ability to go back into that room and go, okay, Robert, here, here's what I saw here. I need you to see this defender sitting outside. Now, the next time we go and run this, we've got another rep against another look that now we can be more on the same page than we were before. And I think that's what uh, the Packers are going through to some degree right now is they're, they're seeing things they've never seen before. Aaron's waiting for them to make the adjustments that he wants. And assuming they've got the right guys in the room, I do believe some of those things can be cleaned up and they can, they can get better. All right. So NFL Plus for your, your uh, opinions and film breakdown on the 12s, Brady and Rogers. That is on Thursday. I will see you on Sunday for game day morning. And then Monday, uh, you and Kevin Harlan in the booth in Cleveland for Westwood One's coverage of the Week 8 finale between the Browns and our first-hour guest, Joe Burrow, and the Bengals. I look forward to all of that, Kurt. You're the best. Thanks, brother. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. Take care. That's Pro Football Hall of Famer and Pro Football Hall of Fame human Kurt Warner right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from Matt Ryan. I've been promising you those sound bites. The promise will be kept. When we come back, Jerry Bruckheimer, the legendary Ooh. TV and film producer, is in our green room right Ooh. now yes. ready for a studio appearance in Hour 3. Don't go anywhere. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Navy Federal Credit Union. If you're looking to buy a new home, Navy Federal Credit Union has loan options and resources that help their members save and make sure they get the best deal. Right now, Navy Federal will contribute up to $1,000 as a lender credit towards closing costs on your new home. Plus, members save on their monthly payments since there's no requirement for private mortgage insurance, and that is not all. Navy Federal offers low rates and fees, too, so you could save even more. And Navy Federal's experts can help you choose the best option for you, so the home loan process is as smooth an experience as possible. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. It's insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Qualifying members with purchase mortgage applications after September 16th may receive up to $1,000 towards actual closing costs applied to closing with no cash back and subject to loan program maximum contribution limits. Terms subject to change. Ask your loan officer for details. Navy Federal Credit Union, our members are the mission. Matt Ryan speaking today. How about that? Matt Ryan talking today. Classy quotes too. After he, uh, well, I was going to give you, I was going to give you an option, Chris. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to give you an option. Sorry, I stepped on it. Because Matt Ryan talking today, after he's benched for the season, after he gets beat up behind an offensive line that was supposed to be the best he's ever played behind, and now it's like you are uh, are hurt and uh, you're out, and even when you come back, you're done. So here's two options. Okay, <laughs> you're right. Matt Ryan speaking today puts the organization on blast for everything that I just said. Hey, you told me the offensive line would be here. You told me I had two years left of my contract and I was going to be here for all two years. You told me all that. And now what? Totally put him on blast or did the exact opposite and said every, all the right things. I Chris? actually wish that he would put them on blast because they totally deserve to be put on blast. But it was B. Zach Kiefer, who was on this program yesterday, who covers the team for The Athletic, um, he he tweeted out this um, quote talking about Sam Ellinger. Matt Ryan, quote, I love Sam. He's been awesome since the day I got here. My job shifts now, and now i got to do everything I can to help him. He's going to do great for us. Come on, man. This is what he had to say when he was asked about being benched. I mean, individually and personally disappointed. Uh, you know, as as a player, as a competitor, you want to be out there. You want to, you want to go, and so um, it's part of, uh, of the deal in this league. You got to produce, and you got to go out there and play. And, uh, you know, frustrated that we weren't able to do that in the first seven games, but um, you know, move forward. You know, life in, in this league is, is week to week, and the production has to be there. So, obviously, disappointed personally, but um, here for the team. I mean, who's winning at ping pong back there? I was about there? to say, yeah. does that sound like a ping pong table <laughs> oh, back yeah. there? Oh, They're yeah. three, three, and one. Yeah. We were in Miami. What the bench quarterbacks there, and then some, what are they? At least it's not beer pong, I guess. Wow. So, look, man, here, here's the other thing and the reality of it. And, and I'm, he, he clearly is trying to say all the right things. You could see that he's hurt. Definitely. Definitely. But here's the thing too. 
Uh, I, Mike Florio, our guest the other day uh, on Pro Football Talk, laying it all out there that the team's on the hook for sure for $12 million of his salary next season if he gets hurt. And by the way, behind this line, he appears to be unable to protect himself and unable to be protected. It's, it's a significant possibility that he gets hurt. And if he gets hurt, then his roster bonus for next year is guaranteed as is another portion of his salary it would be another on top of the 12 he's owed 17 plus million dollars and i'm sure jim ursay is sitting there saying that ain't happening so essentially rich he is never this year next year he's never playing for this team when we said when when we had zach Kiefer on yesterday i'm like has he taken his last snap for the colts and he's like yes he has that's part of the reason he has taken his last snap for the Colts. Uh, unless what Ellinger gets hurt and Nick Foles gets hurt and there's nobody left. And right. it's just like, who can we go to? And Matt's like, I'm right here. Uh, they, they, they might even sign somebody else and say right. he's IR. I, I, he's never going to see the field. For that is game. correct. The money wow. talks, as you know. Yeah. Wow. And then who takes him? Like, what is his career now? But also, he could be know. traded, right? They could trade him before the day. If but, someone was in the who, position. Well, they could. Who, 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 you name the team right now. You tell know. me which team right now. Not as a starter, but if you're a team who might be Look in up, contention. Did, did you the, hear how much money I was talking about? That's starter money. Yeah. Like, if he, he if he's on your roster next year, what is that? 20-something million, 30-something million dollars? How That's much some is, serious money. Jerry Brockheimer is coming up here on the program. How much would the Colts be on the hook for, though? If Here's the deal, TJ. Again, any, wow. Name the team right now. Name the team that's quarterback needy right now that would say, we'll take Matt Ryan off your hands, Indianapolis, with a grade two so- shoulder separation and an inability to uh, protect himself behind the line, your line, Indianapolis. And who's willing to do that right now in the middle of the season because their season needs to be saved? Name me that team right now. As of right now, barring any significant catastrophic injury, in a spot of a team that has playoff hopes or is already on their way to a playoff spot this weekend. Naming that team, it, the team doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Yeah. Team does not exist. Honestly. I'd take them on the Patriots. Would you really? <laughs> Seriously? Would you really? Well, you would get Chris a guy. Chris, maybe not you bring him in as a starter, but as a teacher, right? Chris, to to kind of help the Are young you guys. kidding me? Really? Seriously. He, he's better than Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I would disagree with you. Oh, come on. On the spot. Oof. I would dis- you need to you, brother. I don't understand the dis- the the total abandonment of Mac Jones by New England Patriot fans. I am mystified by it. I'm not I'm not abandoning. You would be if you bring in Matt Ryan, you would be yeah. cuz no, you'd have to saying, play him. No, I just said he's better than them. I know, but you you can't just say that this is not just a piece of paper fantasy league. You'd have to you'd have to figure out what happens in your locker room and put him on the field. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying he's a better quarterback than they are. I would beg to differ right now. Hour three coming up. 